0: Hey guys, um, I'm a tech genius. Just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> I'm a genius. Uh, so I, <laughs> um, I'm on Discord and I decided to just click, like, join voice, um, to the game club live stream because why it's not? Fun. Um, just for fun because I didn't think about it and, uh, Elliot was like, hey, like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> And I was like, oh, I kind of just, I mean, if there's a button there, I, cl- I click it, you know, that's just how I am. I'm a simple woman. If there's a button, um, which, I mean, not yeah, we have not too much power things. on the Discord, apparently. We shouldn't be allowed yeah, to just join. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I guess I shouldn't be allowed to join that because he was probably like, uh, this is great. And I, I thought I closed it because I clicked, like, this red button that I think it just closed the screen out, and I did close <laughs> I thought I tried to close discord and I was just talking to Malia and be like, Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, uh, it says I'm still on the call. And then Elliot was like, yeah, we can all still hear you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, well, um, and so I finally got out of it. And then I just put a comment on the game club discord that says, lol, I'm a tech genius. Um, and I realized to most people, that's going to be with n- no context. So they're just going to think I'm just a tech genius, which, um, you know, or, or that I'm really full of myself or I don't know. They'll just be confused. Um, but I'm sure Elliot will see it and he'll realize, um, Jenny's definitely not a tech genius and she realizes (laughs) that, uh, (laughs) so now I'm staring at it again. I'm still tempted to like,
1: uh, just
0: put it down. Okay. (laughs) Put it down. Are you saying I shouldn't, I shouldn't touch the buttons? Don't touch the buttons. No buttons. Uh, it's, okay, fine. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Palin Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact the only Wild Bow Web serial shorter than the Bible, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Void, chapters 7.8 and 7.9. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Rook ever breaks her losing streak, and don't want us to tell you, Stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. Sweet! All right, we're going to record this stuff. It's going to be great. (laughs) Woo! I'm excited. We had some technical problems. On Malia's side, her internet wasn't working. On my side, I kept clicking into Elliot live streaming his game club uh, and not figuring out how to get out of it because buttons are really hard not to push. (laughs) But it worked out it worked out we're (laughs) done with that now i closed discord i'm not putting any buttons near me besides you know my computer and i mean i have to push buttons sometimes but (laughs) anyway (laughs) um all our entries for pale conflections have been submitted so yeah um if you're a patron or you want to become a patreon member and a patreon just in general I can't speak. My brain's still, like, all messed up from, like, accident from getting on the, like, the live stream, and I was like, ah! And then I tried to push out of it, and then he was like, I can still hear you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, shit. So, anyway, <laughs> you can vote for uh, who you think. Whose art's the best. <laughs> Woo. So, if you want your opinion to matter, I mean, your opinion does matter, but if you actually, like... If you want it to matter more. If you want it to matter more, like, you know, helps In a substantive way, yes, <laughs> then become a patreon and vote for our fan art contest. Um, it's gonna be super sweet. I'm excited. yes, yes. and thank you to everyone who submitted. I don't know if we ever say that, but thank you. yes, thank you. and, and uh, thank you to our patrons who get to vote. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. And <laughs> I love looking at art because I can't do it. Or, I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be worth looking at. So thank you for <laughs> all <have> it. Yes. <laughs> all you talented people. Yes. Yes. Um I also just want to talk real quick. Cause I told malia I was going to tell <laughs> I to tell her about this. Um <laughs> I had like some very like you ever have like just not great meals? You know? Like I feel like for breakfast, straight up like zero stars. Lunch, like <laughs> maybe two stars dinner mm-hmm. uh, well i mean that's kind of it's compared to 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 breakfast is like two years two stars <laughs> and then dinner straight up five stars so it's like <laughs> it just kept getting better but like i, I we, we went to this coffee company um that opened up by um a starbucks actually so you're like mm. oh this got place got to be really good um <laughs> i'm not going to i'm not going to name and shame um it is a local Texas chain. Um hmm. and they have a really cool aesthetic. Every place I've been to I've only been to two of their places to be fair, but their coffee tastes burnt. But mm-hmm. so I'm like, but yeah. Anyway. But we didn't go for the for the coffee. Went there for breakfast. And I was like, Okay, like I'm gonna get um well I looked online and like the menu they had online didn't match um what their uh... actual thing was. Because I was like, Oh, I'm gonna get like a pancetta and mozzarella ciabatta which sounded really good so i was like i'm going to mm-hmm, get that mm-hmm. um and then i get up there and not only that's not on there but like you ever know like go to, mit- go to like a, a place and their menu has like just like a random fucking name that doesn't have any description like they had like um oh, what was it it was like uh it said like i think the first sandwich on there it's a like combat ciabatta or something, what the fuck? or like, oh, or like tactical <laughs> chibata, because like it's, this place is like kind of army themed. Um, Interesting. Yes, I'll tell you what it's called later. I just I don't want to <laughs> <was> like. like <laughs> you're Mary like, what D- is <laughs> this place? <laughs> it, I, I think it was it was like combat or or tactical chibata or something. I was like, well, this tells me nothing about what the <laughs> fuck this is supposed to be. <laughs> and then like, it, but and they end up saying it was just basically just like a basic like turkey turkey and Swiss and It was like a super basic. Bitch, ciabatta. um <laughs> Really basic, like trying to make it sound really cool. And so, and I didn't. I was like, I don't want to ask you every single thing. I like, <laughs> like, like, I don't want to have to ask about every name, you know? Because <laughs> um, so, like the one right after that, it was like it made it. It was like Chipotle something Chibata, which I was like, it's probably the same thing, but with like Chipotle mayonnaise or whatever. So I was like, I'll I'll get that. And so we get that. um First of all, I don't have a very difficult name not like my husband my name's jenny right so we go up to we're in the the drive-thru we go up and they're like chelsea and i'm like no uh jenny i was like that's that's kind of weird i've never you know been miss her to be chelsea before but that's the first time for everything so they try to give me um something i didn't order at all a spicy rooster (laughs) they call it's called a spicy rooster yeah which is like apparently a chicken wrap um, oh, which is not what I would have okay. guessed yeah I was like alright uh, that's cool this isn't what I ordered so they're like oh sorry they took it back and they're like and, and they finally give me they give me what I order and then Vitalis he ordered like some breakfast croissant thing like bacon mm-hmm. egg blah 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 and they're like oh d- uh, d- did you order the sausage one and they're like no um, the bacon one they're like oh, okay they, they haven't made yours yet so just hold on and then they had like oh some God. other uh, someone else come and be like okay, order for Chelsea? And I was like, no, Jenny. And you can see, it actually said Jenny on the receipt, so I'm like, what the I don't fuck? know what the fuck happened. They're <laughs> <laughs> just, like, making shit up. And so, I finally give Vitalis's, which takes, like, a long time. But, you know, they, they said there were, I guess their receipt printer broke or whatever, and it happens. Was like, fair enough. They were trying to be really, they were really apologetic and everything, so I don't blame them for that. I was like, that's fine. Thank you, bye. Um, and I was like, I'm not gonna eat my ciabatta thing right now because that's just, like, I feel like that's, like, it just felt like a real lack of self-control, you know, to be, like, still eating while I'm sitting in the drive through window. You know? <laughs> so, I was, like, I'm just going to wait. It's going to be fine. Um, so, first sign that it wasn't great is Uh-oh. that um, on on the packaging, on the bottom, because I was kind of just, like, looking at it, um, it had a sticker of when it was made. <gasps> and um, it's not, like, that bad, but it was made on the 31st. And it said, like, sell by today. Which I'm like, okay, this is the last day. And it's the second. It's it's the second. Okay. That's not that bad. It's not that bad, but I was like... It really expired. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't expired. Thank goodness. But I was like, well, you know, for like paying for a sandwich for $7.50, you kind (laughs) of hope that they would make it that day, but at least not have it be like the used by day. But I was like, it's fine. You know, it's probably going to taste good. Um, I'm not even joking when like I've... It's straight up... Reminded me of, like, a dry-ass, like, airport sandwich. You know? It was, like, the ciabatta, super dry. Like, the, like, turkey and cheese, very thin. The chipotle mayonnaise, barely scraped on there. Like, it, (laughs) like, it it was tasteless. Like, it didn't taste like anything. And this is extra sad. I'm gonna tell you this. Um, At our hospital, (laughs) we have, like, (laughs) and. <laughs> for inpatients and for uh our clinic like my er, like where I work in IR they'll come up and bring um like just a certain amount of like turkey sandwiches and chips um mm. just like to have for patients um it's really basic nice. yeah it's 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 something you know it's yeah not like the healthiest thing in the world but which is kind of sad cuz it's a fucking hospital, hospital but you know um but it's like it's white bread with like a pretty pretty decent size dose of uh turkey and then you get like a packet of mustard a packet of like low-fat mayonnaise on the side that is miles better than the <laughs> 750 ciabatta i had for breakfast okay like i've had that and i've like i've had that before like at, at the end of the day if like one's like gonna go bad the next day and i'm like i'm fucking hungry um like so i've had that before um <laughs> It's not. It's nothing to write home about. But that was <laughs> like that was loads better than the sad ass ciabatta like sandwich. It's
1: um, so tragic. It was
0: so tragic, and the fact that it cost seven dollars and fifty cents, and it like maybe I mean, it was it wasn't even worth half that in my opinion. <laughs> it was <laughs> just like ah, oh, this is terrible. Um, but luckily it just kept going up from there. So how wait how was vitalysis Was it okay? It was much better. Okay, I think part of it is like, well, like they They made made, it, they made it It brushes like croissant, and then they like, heat up egg and bacon and cheese and put it inside. It's kind of hard to fuck that up. Mm. Um, You know, (laughs) it's probably possible. But I mean, I feel like if mine were heated up more, or like, I just like, the filling was really thin. The lettuce was wilted as fuck. Oh. The ciabatta was dry. It was just, and I was like, I paid seven fifty for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> and and you gave it to me. You couldn't even give it to me on the first day it was made. You had to give it to me at the last <laughs> acceptable day that you can legally sell it. And I was like, well, thanks guys. This is great. So the reason I told Malia I was going to tell her that is because I was really hangry before I talked to her today. And I was like, I was extra hangry because I had a very unsatisfactory meal to start my day off. That might not be a good excuse, but that's what happened to me. So No, that's fair. That sounds miserable. It was kind of miserable. It was really terrible. I mean, it was really bad. Like, yeah. I feel like anything that can be compared to like an airplane or airport sandwich. Cause, I mean, sure, you can get good airport sandwiches, but I think everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. when you're desperate... And there's like the one (laughs) random ass, like, I don't know, little kiosky thing that has. Yeah, exactly. That has like, you know, some meager offerings. and You're like, I got to grab something (laughs) because like, I'm going to be going on like a five hour flight (laughs) and I'm not going to have anything. (laughs) I need to grab this. Um, And it's, yeah, it's pretty much like that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to me. Um, (laughs) I feel like a weight's lifted off my shoulders. (laughs) um i'm gonna tell you what the place is called um and because i don't want to name and shame them because you know i think their coffee tastes burnt but maybe maybe it's just a thing about i mean i don't know if this is all coffee in america or whatever um i'm not that good at coffee and understanding it but i'm not either i think in the u.s we over roast our beans especially for like espresso because we tend to make like sweet lattes with like you know syrup and or like you know vanilla syrup and yeah and they're like you gotta handle, shit so coffee. to be able to taste the coffee right they have to like burn the shit out of it or whatever um which is why like cappuccinos and crap in like europe like taste freaking amazing delicious and here tastes like garbage um well but- thanks a lot america fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah we suck like, being in Europe, I was like, oh, I like coffee. And I came back and I was like, no, I don't. And I mean, I I like the things with all the milk and the sugar and all that stuff. They're yummy and make me happy. But every time I order a cappuccino and I'm in the United States, I regret it. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, though, William. Um, <laughs> I, I don't shy away from getting... If, if I'm going to a coffee shop and going to buy something fancy like or am i if i'm gonna buy coffee as opposed to making it at home i don't drink coffee much anyway i'm gonna get some sugary abomination you know like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i I mean it might not be that bad but like at least like i don't know white mocha or Mm. something like just because i'm like hey i'm gonna buy this i might as well treat myself um this place those are sugary drinks that i've gotten and it was burnt tasting that's like burnt (laughs) like uh, (laughs) like maybe it has something to do with the military maybe they like burnt fucking beans or i don't know i can sort of see like you know yeah a bunch of people and there's fire and and the coffee is like fire and the hole and the, (laughs) the beans are all burnt to hell i don't know but maybe people like it like that so whatever um and maybe other places maybe some of the other restaurants have like or other locations have better sandwiches than this one hmm. did um i was not impressed as you can tell since i've been like talking for like 10 minutes about this yeah so maybe over 10 <laughs> minutes i don't know i don't remember when i started talking about it exactly 10 to 15 minutes it's been a while i guess you guys actually want to listen to me talk about like the book we're reading so all right <laughs> <laughs> um, um any if anything i will add, <laughs> if in doubt can make a discussion question out of this i'm sure so um (laughs) all right back to the episode thank you for uh letting me use this microphone as a little therapy session about you know it's what it's here for i mean it's really not but thank you for yeah uh, just feeding into the lie all right yeah (laughs) well maybe sometime soon we can do some sort of like doof after dark or something about wedding planning because i'm kind of losing it but we can talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alright, that sounds good. It sounds perfect. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a little curious. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about that later. Um, Alright, we're going to go over the chapter summary. Um, and Blake speaks with Evan about the Echoes. He's confronted by Laird's children about his death. After going back to his apartment to recuperate, Isadora and Paige show up. A bunch of practitioners show up, and they all talk about the Lord of Toronto and the status. Blake just wants to be left alone and he wants to tackle the factory again for some fucking reason (laughs) after everyone leaves he talks about wanting an implement and how to get around his promise not to use magic and i have to say after after talking about my fucking sandwich um i'm sure i I can relate with blake about like being so fucking disappointed you wanted some delicious pizza. (laughs) pizza And you're gonna just have fucking oatmeal because you have to entertain all these assholes. <laughs> have to give them. I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm no I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'd rather have oatmeal. I would rather have basic bitch oatmeal. oatmeal would be really good. Than, and even like the like packet instant whatever. Yeah, with cinnamon sugar. Solid, solid. But like, he probably didn't have that. He probably didn't have that. I don't know. But um, I feel like I rather would have had plain oatmeal. Than my sandwich <laughs> that I had because at least that's warm and it can well, make you feel warm inside. The sandwich you love paid $7.50 for- <laughs> I paid seven fifty for that fucking sandwich and it was terrible and it killed my everything. And just I didn't finish it. I would like had a couple bites because you know you give it a chance because you're like maybe this is just the outside of the bread or like the sandwich maybe it gets better once you get to the middle. it's like no, it was. Fucking terrible fuck you coffee shop. <laughs> all right. What did you think Dude. of these chapters, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so last chapter, right, like y- you know, like Laird died and like we beat Conquest and like pose is free. Like all this really momentous shit happened last last episode. Uh-huh. But these chapters were like more buckwild. <laughs> and i don't know what to do how the fuck have we escalated? what the fuck happened How? <laughs> i okay this is what these chapters were i was reading these chapters and when Paige shows up i screamed like really loud in my apartment and ben was like oh yeah what, you know what's wrong whatever and i just like kept screaming like like just kind of just like ah! and then he was like is this? Are you happy? Or are you upset? Because <laughs> Ben thought you know something in my like actual real life had happened, and I was just like, mm. "It's packed." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation because he hasn't read it yet, yeah, uh, or whatever. But yeah, I I screamed. It might also have to do with like us watching legacies because sometimes when I'm watching Fuck. legacies, I scream. Um, oh my god! So maybe I like have ramped up in my reaction. But yeah, no. When Paige showed up, I I fucking lost it that's how these chapters work (laughs) (laughs) i mean i it tracks it makes sense to me i get it (laughs) it's like what the fuck is happening what like talk about a fucking curveball right (gasps) oh my god (sighs) Yep. all right we'll start start with uh blake and evan end up talking about the echoes and super cool blood sparrow powers (laughs) um Evan continues to be like possibly the best being that has ever existed on the face of the planet. Um, he's so good, and he's ten years old. I don't understand how he has this much like emotional charity. I mean, part of it is like he's just so pure that he can like be like, "Yeah, let's talk about this or whatever." Mm-hmm. But just it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. like because he manages to kind of like you know he's talking about the 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 bird bath. And the bloodbath. And (laughs) that's adorable. And he's talking, you know, like, Blake is really on edge and kind of knows he wants to talk about the echoes. Yeah. And he does. But he also manages to, like, make it work in a way where, like, whatever. And he, like, he kind of puts his foot down and sends it for himself into, like, no, Blake, like, if I can't interrupt you about things, you can interrupt me. Like, you have to let me say my thing. And I'm like, yeah, Evan. And Mm -hmm. he's like, like, this can't be a thing that we just like don't talk about because then it becomes one of those things that you don't talk about and yeah. like wanting their relationship to stay like um like a healthy communicative like whatever like i think that like Blake definitely has boundaries that need to be respected um but i also think that this was a really good like precedent and now like like it's not this weird thing that was like festering it's kind of like okay we have addressed this like we have acknowledged and spoken about these things that we both saw out loud and that's super important and i'm so proud of him and i love him so much he's wonderful yeah um i also really appreciated how (laughs) when he's like oh if i'm a blood sparrow you know what does that mean like rose takes him seriously and like starts answering you know in like a like a genuine honest way and i loved that where she was kind of like yeah you know like you'd probably get certain you know there'd probably be some things that would happen and like whatever. And you can probably do it like a ritually or whatever, but also there'd be some drawbacks. And it was just like, I really appreciated that she was just kind of like, yep, I'm going to engage this hypothetical. Um, yeah. <laughs> instead of just like, you know, waving him off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, that was really endearing. Yeah. That was kind of, um, that was, yeah. <laughs> um, God. And then he's like, well, they're thinking about the blood sparrow or whatever. And Blake's like, thinking of blood made me think of mad maggie odd as it was and i'm like is it because maggie keeps saying blood and darkness and everyone keeps saying <laughs> blood and darkness whatever they yeah. fucking talk about maggie like <laughs> anyway blake and maggie need to have a talk maybe mm-hmm. that'll happen next chapter i don't know <laughs> um yeah i don't know why i just started to think of that song like with maggie in it what's uh, it's like um you know maggie i couldn't have tried anymore you know that song it's like an oldie no you never heard that That sounds good i don't think so it is good i think it's about like it's like a relationship that failed it's yeah (laughs) i think it's like she's like hold on maggie song nope it's not chris stapleton's Maggie song uh oh maggie is that it yeah, it's like I I want I almost want to say it's about like her being old as fuck and like trying to seduce some young guy. What the <laughs> this fuck? Guy? That's yeah. awesome <laughs> <laughs> and weird. It's it's weird. Uh, it reminds me of Isadora. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'm going to send you this. Uh, what do you call it? I'm going to send you this YouTube thing. Oh nope, that's not the fucking song. Holy shit! Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> it was like it's just straight up. Uh, maggie may is that what it is maggie may fucking hell i don't know i'll find, I'll find this find it shit later. yeah <laughs> it is maggie may okay no i found it i found it i'm so sorry so it's like yeah it's about it's about some creepy ass lady it's like <laughs> oh okay it's creepy as hell um <laughs> so it's like it starts by like wake up maggie like, I got something to say to you. It's late September, and I really should be back at school. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. So it's like, uh... It's a really good song, but it is like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's creepy. Uh, it's creepy. But... I mean, how old is she supposed to be? I'm picturing, like, 80. Like, what do you... I think... I don't think, like, 80, necessarily. But, like, just fucking old. Because what is it? The morning, really the morning sun, when it's in your face, really shows your age. <laughs> damn i know damn uh it's like that don't worry me none uh what is it like all i needed was a friend to lend a guiding hand but you turned into a lover and mother what a lover you wore me out all you did was wreck my bed and in the morning kick me in the head it's like uh yeah i don't know exactly how old but it's like some old fucker like (laughs) you know so um (sighs) interesting (laughs) oh lovely it's about like i guess it was written by rod stewart um about the first woman he had sex with classic 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 uh love song oh no i don't no. yeah no <laughs> <laughs> definitely not uh i'm gonna send you a link to that i'm i'm very tangy today so i'm sorry guys <laughs> i can't help it here Malia, you can listen to this at your leisure cool all right cool um back to our podcast sorry <laughs> <laughs> fuck Uh, yeah i think i talked about evan enough i don't know what do you think um evan's great did we talk about like uh i guess like them trying to talk about the echoes i think you kind of mentioned i mean i just i don't know it's like he he talked and it was good and he was like we have to be able to talk about things yeah they're trying to keep open lines of communication difficult conversation they're both trying to respect each other yes Yes. okay cool um so blake uh maggie's kind of trying to finish um up this (laughs) binding circle um and blake ends up being confronted by the Behame children um outside like by laird's body um about his death which is great (laughs) um manages not to be forsworn which is super awesome yeah at least yet (laughs) um but then he finishes binding the mirror yeah, so I'm r- obviously really glad that I was wrong and this makes a lot more sense like narratively. I just like never know what the fuck is going to do, you know. Yeah. Um I I feel you. So I Rose gives some good advice here. I mean, I I, I kind of hate it, but it's good advice in terms of like don't like act really confident um because that might, you know, help persuade the spirits that you're right and that you didn't fuck up. Yeah. Um I also I'm still I don't think in Pale we've seen the spirits decide to forswear anyone when no one, like, declared them forsworn. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm wondering how that happens. Is it just, like, you know, all of a sudden one day it's, like, bam! Or is it, like, kind of gradual? Or, like, like, because spirits also are stupid. And I don't know how they don't forget that this happened. um, And why they, like, take a while. I mean, I guess they're giving other people time to, like, do it. But it, it just seems so weird um to me because it's kind of like maybe this is still a thing that blake has to you know that's hanging over him yeah but also like maybe not at all mm-hmm. um i also think it puts alexander in a really interesting light um alexander for, for his as people right and left he like keeps shit in his pocket he's just like ha 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 this is gonna get you yeah and this kid who he you know blake said to him like i won't hurt him too bad i won't kill him if i can help it like Like, there's enough ambiguity there that I could see not wanting to be, not wanting to risk being forsworn. But holy fuck, Alexander, like, done. Blake's done. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And part of it, probably, too, is just that Alexander is very, or was, huh, huh, rip, um, very, like, (laughs) showy and, uh, confident and all the things. Yeah. Um, but damn. Yeah, he was really fucking confident. Um. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's kind of big because the you know Laird's kids are kids, really, so they're not going to be mm-hmm. they're going to be a little more cautious about like possibly wrongly forswearing somebody, right? And like it makes sense, like that would be so so bad. Yeah, but to be forsworn that it might not it might not be worth you know. But you could argue that I, I mean I don't know if Alexander would choose to do that right now. He'd probably be saving it for some extra for the fucked right moment, time. Yeah. yeah some extra fucked up time and then also just to get like maybe even more proof or something but i don't know hmm. um yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's not really resolved and exciting um i they they remind one of the behames reminds us here that L- L- patrick or padrick had said that um laird had 30 more years and one of his sons would Die in like a year, and that's interesting. Um, -hmm. I wonder what's up with that. Um, maybe shit's just not always clear or something. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Um, maybe it's one of those things where like they can't keep humans straight. Um, like how Mm. he called, they were like confused about Blake being a dude and calling him Rose and all these things or whatever. Um, yeah like maybe the son who would die within a year was laird, um and his father had lived 30 more years from that time or something weird yeah Um, i don't know um yeah um and yeah this binding thing was interesting i'm realizing i copy pasted something in the wrong spot um as i do sometimes but yeah so the binding was really interesting how maggie like Moved the bloody snow closer and closer without breaking it. I didn't fully like this would have been a nice, you know, all those things where it's like, what do you want to see from Wild those works or whatever? This just would have been useful to me to like really be able to understand what she was doing with the knife and all of that. Um, yeah. But it seems like she just like made the circles tighter and tighter. And then they used the cord from the book to tie also using the hyena and the maggie's knife thing Mm -hmm. uh which is cool the fact that the hyena when dead can turn into a sword seems weird (laughs) Um, Yeah. i also does is he still really spiky or is he just a big sword they didn't really mention Mm -hmm. um maybe you'll get more details later yeah yeah it's kind of weird also um do any of you are the stormlight archives by brandon sanderson (laughs) haven't no okay cool you probably won't remember this brief spoilers for the stormlight archives (laughs) 30 seconds so this really reminds me of like their shard blades uh for like books one and two anyway i don't know you find out pretty quickly they have these like magical sword thingies that are like really big and huge and turns out that like they're dead spirits basically um Hmm. and um it's but nobody really knows that anymore because history and all the shit or whatever, but they're like, they're like dead and torched. They they're screaming. I don't know. Um, like souls or whatever. And it's just kind of like the hyena being like with it enough to turn into a sword, but also dead is a lot. It huh. makes me feel weird inside. Yeah. That's kind of fucked. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it was also interesting how they kept being like now for the hard part now for the hard part. <laughs> and like, I think binding conquest was the hard part. you know like i think like the 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 conversation with all the people was very tricky but really blake had to be like literally i don't care by and the tying the knot was you know obviously really like tricky that looks fucking hard important right but not like there's a huge thing shooting me with a gun and a demon running around and like the incarnation of evil trying to find a mirror and like people are bleeding and I'm dying I- like what? Like obviously that was more <laughs> Yeah. Than, like trying to tie a very important knot. I mean like I could I could see that like that's more that's very crucial. Yeah. And if that didn't work out then like everything's fucked. Would be fucked. Yeah. But my God. Yeah. Uh um, um, priorities. I just <sighs> like so fucking dramatic. He's such a good practitioner because he's so fucking dramatic. <laughs> i mean yeah he's had a lot of drama he's had a lot of drama in his life so i think he kind of has the right to be a little dramatic yeah no i mean it, it works out for him does it <laughs> he's not dead yet that's the spirit <laughs> um yeah all right well blake uh ends up going back to his apartment to rest ha um when Isidore and Paige show up Paige is still innocent and seems to be on track to become Isadora's apprentice. Um, pretty much is there so that uh, to keep everybody in check, basically. God, this is surreal. I'm just you know, you sort of reading. It's like, oh, the team's all there, whatever. It's like there was a knock, but everyone I trusted was here, and it was like, oh, weird. And it was just like page, like the, it was just the word page, and you just like fucking lose it because you've been wanting page to come back for so long. You've been wanting to figure it out, and then you figure it out. It's like, wow, it was it was right there all along, and yet it was not. Hmm. Um, <laughs> um but before we get to that again evan is so good the whole like thank you ty for bringing these video games now you will be my you know video game servant who pushes the buttons when i say (laughs) as i try to like stand on the fucking joysticks and me (gasps) Uh, he's so good (laughs) um and yeah goosh and joel and they're great and the pizza and it's just so nice like it's just like i don't know somebody like bringing you food when you like are really exhausted and had a hard day or whatever like it's so nice you know yeah it's really nice they're just they're so good mm-hmm. um but yeah Paige is here and isadora is here and i i feel like i'm starting to not like isadora <laughs> i think this her relationship with Paige like really creeps me out yeah um it seems a it little- feels yeah yeah a little uh yeah it's creepy as fuck maggie yeah, yeah. i wouldn't have tried <laughs> it just feels like like yeah like predatory and she's just very much taking advantage and they've known each other for like three days or something i mean maybe she had known her for longer it wasn't super clear whether or not she had like had her as professor or whatever but obviously this like sort of relationship is like very recent and i hate it um which is a bummer because i really liked isadora until this chapter and now i'm just like oh hmm interesting um yeah um I feel like it was hard for me to like her after she, like, clawed Blake almost to death, but maybe that's just... I mean, I still think that she saved Blake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could have been <laughs> in worse. In that moment. Although it was, like, a lot. Um, yeah. It was a lot. But now it, it feels... I don't know. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now it's just creepy. Because even if she wasn't an immortal magical super being with, like, knowledge of the whatever the fucks like professors shouldn't date their students particularly their freshman students yeah. i think pages yeah um i hate this <laughs> yeah it's creepy <sighs> yeah maybe she's not a freshman because i think blake's in his 20s but still it's like i hate it it's gross and i hate it yeah um what else there's the whole stone thing where like the stones are tied to each other and are they are things snapping are they going in the water am i holding on to page's stone are we throwing things it's what the fuck i don't know um, and one thing that I really loved was um, Blake was like you know what do you know um, what have you been told or whatever and she's like yeah we've had a lot of discussions about metaphors about maths and icebergs and I was like this is such a philosophy professor, and also completely useless and sounds like a horrible fucking way to learn about the practice and so it was so good Blake was like oh you haven't been filled in just the opposite like, yeah god so fucking true uh uh yeah yeah and it's just i don't know i really it's such a bummer that Paige is trusting this woman she's known for whatever not very long five days or whatever and not blake and yeah blake left her life and molly died and he got the house and he wasn't supposed to get the house because he's a boy and all that is very sus um but I feel like when you're like, yeah, this woman clawed me open two days ago and that doesn't cause you to, like, step back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Um, I also think it's... Well, and then he's like, yeah, she kills everyone who's not happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> why they're all happy. That's why they're um, all happy. Because the rest of them are dead and you can't talk to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just the... Um, Paige. Paige. There's a lot. Um... My notes were, like, in chronological order, but my mind is just, like, putting them together in a weird order, and so it's hard to figure out what's going on. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I do think Paige will be a good practitioner, but it sucks that she... I mean, it's it's probably better for her than being awoken as a Thorburn. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly. Um, I just, like, I don't get what Isadora wants out of this. Like, you know, presumably a good acolyte or sex slave or whatever the fuck Paige is supposed to be is, like, cool, um, but also... This very much seems to be like fucking with Blake. And she's like, I could help you separate your ties from your family. And it's just like, oh, well, oh, oh, I hate this. Yeah. I mean, it's two birds with one stone, right? She has a follower. She has to fuck with Blake. I, yeah. Oh, also, she's like, you murdered a man today. And it's like, yeah, um, I'm wondering if there's a uh, self-defense or, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if Blake had the requisite men's rea although he probably sort of did. I don't know um but the, the worst thing the that blake's ever said mm-hmm. ever was he was like oh yeah like ben i killed laird and i killed him and it's not explainable by saying he was an other and i was like like <laughs> yeah stop being such a fucking liz blake <laughs> get your <laughs> shit together <sighs> that was gross yeah your sister's another like your best friend's another <laughs> The best person that you've ever met is an other. And I was very mad. He hasn't read pale, Malia. He's met Evan. He knows Evan. Done. He probably doesn't think of Evan as an other as much as like a ghost boy, which I know that's another, but he probably doesn't (sighs) think of him as like the same category as like a goblin or like any of those creepy people that were outside of his house for a long time because he's yeah, like cause oh. he's never he's never talked to them and like got a drink and been like what are your hopes and dreams yes but do you think that he wanted to after the whole thing with the pizza boy <laughs> do you think after that he'd be like <laughs> well maybe you know not what? with those specific others but he you know with his kind of karma like his like otherists th- or some shit he does not give rose he does not treat rose and he, well. she doesn't treat him well either yeah well she treats him <laughs> she like crap, him ni- too. She gives him nice advice in this chapter, and she's forgiving about the fact that she was basically left out of the thing um, because, like, Paige was there. And, and he's been, be, but, you know. And he's tried to give her more, like, autonomy, and he's tried to work with her more, too. Yeah, he has. Yeah. No. So, like, um, could, you could say that. Line that line just made me mad. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of Cleo from Legacies. Um- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just watched geez. the Leprechaun episode. So good. Actually, I actually haven't Anyways. seen that one yet, so... Oh. Yeah, I know you're really zooming past him. Season three? Um oh, dear. But... Yeah. No, I mean, when I first read this, like, when I, I... I mean, reading Pact first, I didn't have a very favorable view of others. That's I fair. think that that's pretty normal, like, depending on which order you read them, the, the, the books. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, most of the... It's not like he... Has the Talaman or whatever as a familiar. Like, yeah. He has the spirit of a child. Yeah. (laughs) Not something that's, like, too far off from humanity. Um, And Rose is pretty close to humanity as well. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So he probably is, you know, just... And he's really fucking new to the practice. So it's probably (laughs) hard to think of, you know, them as, like, actually others. Um, Whereas, like, some other like the other others are very like spooky you know sure sure that's fair uh i also want to talk about two things that i found pretty funny um in this section one was the fact that um isadora pulls like an edward cullen <laughs> <laughs> um so in in the twilight movie the first one um <laughs> when bella doesn't know what's up with edward and they like go on a date or something and she's like, "Oh, like, aren't you going to eat anything?" And he says, "No, I'm on a special diet." Um I was in the theater with one of my best friends and my mom and um I was also in the theater with a childhood friend and her dad, which I didn't realize. Um but you remember um Alina and Kendra? Yeah. So Ke- I think Kendra and her dad were in the theater, um which we didn't realize we saw them after, but so you know, Edward says that line and her Dad let out like the biggest, like most, like boisterous laugh ever. It was the funniest fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, my brother and I were like cackling through the whole movie, and my mom kept hitting us and being like, "Oh, you guys!" I can see it. I can see it. Incredible. Um, that's hilarious. But yeah, so that was really funny because you know, as I'm rather particular about my diet, and I was like, "Ha, you eat people? You eat people? (laughs) Yeah." (laughs) Uh, and then um, the other thing was Kong- the description of where Conquest is <laughs> that he's in a toolbox. It's so he's in the bottom of a toolbox and it's all locked up. He's like, Yes, Conquest was in an ignoble location. It's <laughs> just like, Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, Yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty damn good, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a random fucking way to describe that. <laughs> uh all right anything else you want to say about that Mm-mm. okay well i guess it kind of leads into um blake figures out the reason that Paige was last in line to become the heir which is pretty interesting mm-hmm. she's gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> and or unwilling to have children um yeah so blake's gaydar was on point um maybe seeing them interact and stuff helped um But I did not expect this at all, Um, Mm -hmm. as you guys have all probably guessed from me being like, I don't understand the page thing. Um, I'm really hoping we get an explanation as to why the Thorburns have to keep having children. Like, what happens with the karma or whatever if the Thorburn Diabolus ceases to to exist? Mm -hmm. Um, And or what happens with the demon that's buried under the house? Um, I'm going to keep saying it and people are gonna forget that um i don't actually know if that's true (laughs) Mm, mm um because maybe that's why they have to have the line so that they can continue to keep this one demon or these 17 demons from um escaping and fucking Mm. everyone over because it just feels like i don't know but it, it also feels like the practice would accept adopted children and maybe that's not true because the practice sucks But I feel like if Paige, like, adopted children, that could work. Um, But it's like the Thorburn blood line, right? (sighs) Makes it powerful. Stupid. Um, Yeah. Stupid. Um, But yeah, so I mean, I I could see Paige actually having been probably the top candidate until um, Grandma, this was confirmed, or whatever. But on the other hand, she had all that shit set up to, like, make Rose so i don't know um she also totally actually no because she could have done this for page if she really wanted page and made straight page in the mirror and then page would die and straight page would emerge um yeah so maybe there's something else i don't know mm-hmm. um god and then it's so fucking funny where um so like blake's like you're gay because evan's like i'm not following and then like says like you know like you're gay or whatever and he's like oh wait still not following it was just so fucking funny (laughs) (laughs) i'm so obsessed i'm just thinking like sorry in terms of like grandma like you know trying to create like trying to get the gay out of page or whatever like Mm -hmm. how would that look in terms of like i mean she can she altered rose's memories um and I you know the whole like the incarnation is going to take like the path of least resistance and try to have things as similar as possible or whatever mm-hmm. but like the it feels like changing the like gender identity of and like biology right cause she has to be able to bear children of your person you're making a whatever of is like more complicated or just as complicated as changing their like sexual orientation um. Because literally, if it was just like you know, you are also attracted to men, like done, like, um, mm-hmm. like it, it feels odd. Um, it does, and like, like was the plan, T M T M or whatever. Um, this also means that Rose has to come out of the mirror. <laughs> she has to. She has to, um, because she can't have children if she can't come out of the mirror. That makes it hard, um. right? Or she could have children. If someone could go into the mirror, she can have children and they can somehow come back out. Or maybe the Thorburns will just live in the mirror world for all time. No, this, yeah. So Rose has to be able to come out. It might not be until Blake dies, um, or something, but I mean, Blake can still have kids, um, not with the man that he married (laughs) as per the contract. I mean, it seems like Blake exists to have a good foundation stone for Rose and then to die so she could take his place hmm um i don't think the plan is for blake to because i also there's something about the whole like women thorburn diabolist and i think that the mother-daughter thing is really important um and i don't think that like the aunt ish thing would work as well yeah um but yeah um alexis is great because mm-hmm. she manages to like say things that blake is trying to say and like support blake but, in a way that other people are more receptive to, yeah, um she really knows Blake very well and like trusts him, and i it was just it was like, oh, like Blake had talked about Paige to Alexis before, like that's sweet and means a lot, um, and yeah, I don't know, or should, um yeah, <laughs> yeah, I also think it was interesting here where they're you know they're trying to get Paige to leave because they're like this life is not worth it, and um, Isadora phrases it like if you can summon the courage to leave like like running away in this situation would be the brave and courageous thing to do not the cowardly thing was fascinating mm-hmm. um and i feel like should have been more of a tip off to leave yeah <laughs> you know because yeah. normally like oh you're a chicken you're weak but this was just like oh if you're strong enough you'll fucking go <laughs> you will yeah. you'll go away. <laughs> uh, <coughs> um, she also says, like, I can raise you up to be someone stellar. And I'm like, is Dora's not a child of, like, the 90s or whatever the fuck? Is, I know. said stellar. And so, like, that was a very specific and odd word choice. And I'm just wondering, like, is everyone in the story a constellation or something? Like, that's is a that very... Is that a new bold, specific prediction? Everyone is constellation. <laughs> no, it just feels like, like, I mean, there's, there's Diana. Um, there's Johannes' familiar that I can't figure out. Um, and then there's this comment, um, and I don't know if this is just a thing in Percy Jackson, but in Percy Jackson, (laughs) when you die, um, you, when, like, somebody magical associated with, like, the Greek mythos universe thingy dies, they can be, like, made into a constellation and, like, put into the stars, um, like, a character dies and she's, like, memorialized but, like, also, it's not just, like, a tribute. It's, like, she kind of turns into a constellation, I think. I don't know. And that's what this reminds me of. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. And I don't know enough about Sphinxes to be like, ah, oh, yes. The constellations. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Uh, yeah. But then Rose breaks the TV, which, turned, bummer for yeah. Evan, who was having fun. <laughs> and it turned and out that to, it didn't work. Yeah, it yeah. kind of backfired. <clears throat> right, just push it push her toward isadora and this i was just like disappointed page i was like fucking page like you should have been better yeah anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> a bunch of toronto practitioners show up to talk about conquest and the lord status yeah so the shepherd's here and that's you know scary and he hates blake and joel leaves because he's smart <laughs> yeah and then goosh dips and it's like oh the mentions of goosh in this chapter where goosh arrived and then goosh left and that was a bummer because I is- love her yes um diana was cool and she's you know she was sorry but she was also like Fell was disposable and i was like i hate that um also apparently it was um perseus or perseus and not um orion or sagittarius so that's bummer but it's okay um but yeah so she's here and and apologetic kind of um mm-hmm. the sisters <clears throat> excuse me the sisters are here and want to make a play for the thing which is fun um jeremy's here and like doesn't want to make a play but like does but like not right now and he's just sort of like emo and mopey um it's fun that his his um fawns or whatever they are go for the shitty beer in the fridge not the good beer like that was a nice nice um, (laughs) detail Mm -hmm. uh the knights are here and he also doesn't seem to get the hospitality thing which like god damn it like let's all train people in basics of the i know holy shit practicing world he's like that doesn't seem as important and i'm like okay it's like you're not gonna hurt like, like but also come on it's like um, actually really important yeah yeah and the whole like i trade in my wife for you is a weird comment but she seems to take it okay <laughs> we just move on maybe they just have that kind of weird relationship where they just give each other shit Tease each other kind of yeah yeah um and the behames and Duncan is in charge? Question mark. Um. I don't know, like. Did Laird literally just take a bunch of children to Toronto? Where is anyone's parent? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. And then Fell's mom and niece are here, which was sad and good and sad mm-hmm. and good. Um. And yeah, so I guess this wasn't a victory. It's a stalemate because Conquest is not dead, and he didn't surrender, and like neither has Blake. Um, like being bound isn't the same as surrendering, I guess. Mm, um, mm-hmm. so we're in a situation where Blake didn't lose and he also didn't win because he probably couldn't have. And, but yeah. yeah. Oh no. Like it's, it's solid, but it's kind of like, I don't know. hmm This is got to be embarrassing as fuck for conquest, but you know. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> at least he doesn't have to lose face in front of anyone because he's bound. Can't get out, I guess it's in the toolbox so Uh, yeah all right anyway (laughs) so blake tells everyone he wants to be left alone and he intends on going back to the factory to try to finish that fucking job um yeah i love that like they were like so what do you want here like and he was like i want you to take this and go deal with it and i don't you know like i'm not going to do whatever y'all say but also like i'm done like i i succeeded in my goals or whatever and they're like, well, do you want to be the Lord of Toronto? Is that what you're gunning for? And then he just like laughs like, ha ha like, <laughs> Like, fuck that. <laughs> and like everyone is pissed off about that. And it's so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Blake is not like other practitioners. You know, he he's just like, I mean, I, I don't think the Knights were pissed off by that. But it was just like so funny that he was just like, literally, that's hilarious. And I would never, I would never. um, Yeah. I thought it was great that is pretty that is pretty great it's funny yeah yeah <clears throat> so um yeah so the sisters and maybe sort of jeremy are gunning for the thing um maybe sort of outsiders might show up um and then like maybe people will put conquest back in charge which is interesting and feels like it won't i mean it won't be nearly as strong of a position i don't think but we'll yeah see. do you think that's gonna happen I mean in the notes I was kinda like, the outsiders are coming. Oh, maybe it'll be like Johannes or something wild. <laughs> and then I was like, No, I'm probably not Johannes, because he has a really big domain, uh, far away that I mean maybe he doesn't need to be there. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Johannes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just add a little bit more territory, right? So I was just like, who else in Jacob's bell? Like, he has to come back. Like so people gotta start we either have to leave or more random Jacobsville people are going to start showing up because those are the two things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really know. I could really see it going either way, but, um, I'm going to say it's, it's not conquest. Okay. So conquest is staying bound. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. (laughs) All right. um, yeah and then i don't really understand the whole like no magic thing i i feel like i just like forgot like rose can't practice and or he can't practice but he's been practicing but it's because he was doing errands for conquest or something like mm-hmm. um i sort of remember you know i don't know did he agree not to practice i don't fucking remember uh do you remember i'm trying to remember uh <laughs> ah, fuck i don't remember right now <laughs> whatever If right, anyone wants to let me know what's up with it's the probably- whole. I mean people can't practice that'd be cool <laughs> what are the rules what are the limitations what yeah, are the I mean, consequences? We, we frankly could look this up but um I kind of tried and it was I, it was hard <laughs> Yeah, that's fine I mean <sighs> okay um anything else you want to say about that part No. all right everyone leaves he uh he basically is like all right we gotta work around this no magic limitation shit and then he straight up just like eyes the hyena up and was like, I want an implement. And then that's it. <laughs> so let's talk about taking the, the <laughs> dead body of the hyena as an implement. <laughs> yeah. This feels like a really bad idea, but also I can see why it would be attractive. Um, it's a powerful magical item. You're not supposed to use magical items because it can really fucking backfire. But, you know, maybe because it's dead, as the pale excerpt says, uh, it's not as bad mm-hmm. um, I mean, and is more easily controllable. Is it technically magical now? Um, quote, unquote, an item with a quote, unquote, dead or sufficiently controlled force within it can be easier to manage and is less likely to find a malicious outlet through the owner. I think that that's what this is. <laughs> okay. Because if you can turn from your goblin dead body into a sword dead body... You're still a magical object. <laughs> and it's a lot more convenient to lug around a sword than a dead goblin. A dead goblin. A big um, ass dead goblin. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's worrying, right? Because, you know, magical items can really fuck you up when you bind yourself to them like your capital S self to them. Um, and it feels like a really bad idea. But also, it's powerful and will make Blake more powerful question mark. But also a really bad idea. I think that Blake should, like, I mean, maybe he shouldn't, but he should make his implement, like, the Bible or something. Like, he needs to get something that's going to make Bible? him strong against demons. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get something that's going to make him strong against demons, right? If, ba- if Blake wants to go out and be, like, super badass monster hunter, which I'm all about, like, um, don't bind yourself to something that's going to make you a worse person. <laughs> I also don't think Evan would be happy about this. Um, his Familiar partner or whatever, being having his self tied to the hyena is probably not something that Evan would be down with, even if he's dead. And yeah, we're gonna go through the declarative, authoritative, and sociocultural aspects of sorts. (laughs) Okay, yeah, and I want you to go over exactly why. I mean, this might feel really obvious, but like tell exactly why you think this is a fucking horrible idea, besides just the hyena. Okay. I mean, okay. So I think that I don't know that a sword fits Blake super well. Um, it's very like, so in the, in the pale excerpt, he talks about like young men in the United States and England taking swords as their um, implement because they're just like, I'm super masculine and awesome. And okay. That's not really Blake's vibe. Um, that being said, there are a lot of like cool and useful things that a sword might give Um but i just think that like like you know the aesthetic is an issue um in terms of like or the aesthetics are an issue um in terms of you know like it's a dead evil creature <laughs> and you're tying yourself to a dead evil creature um the but yeah okay so cuz i think i mean, and again i don't think a sword would necessarily fit blake but the things about the sword oh another reason that this seems bad is it's just it's super aggressive And, like, Blake already has everyone hating him. I don't know that it needs to be more. On the other hand, Blake already has everyone hating him. So maybe he should just roll with it. Um, But it's all about, like, readiness for battle. It's, like, war. Like, if he draws the sword, it's kind of like an implicit declaration of war for whoever is, like, around or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also very, like, masculine and merr. And that doesn't seem to be Blake's vibe. Those sort of men are very off-putting to Blake. um, But uh oh the us thing was from pact anyway um that being said they're direct and obvious which is a very blake thing blake is very direct Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. people um but he's he's not i don't know yeah um i don't the war thing seems weird although like maybe he's like i want to prepare myself to battle monsters and this would be great um the sword is like attacking um it punctures defenses and it deflects weapon defends which seems mainly blake like but like it I don't, um feels bad um hmm. okay like it's, it's just like if blake is gonna go like you know live in the wherever the, like if he goes and lives in hillsclade house and all he comes out for is to like fight monsters maybe this is really useful right because it's you know battle and offensive and um puncturing defenses will make him stronger and like, and like, maybe that's really great against monsters and demons and shit. I don't know if demons would like fucking give a shit about this, but maybe it would be great. Um, And yeah, I mean, so swords are durable, so they provide long longevity to practices. They're um, heavy. So uh, more ability to achieve results, um, but like a slower practice Uh, this might have a really high value and something, something Uh, it's not versatile. Um, There's a lot in fantasy about how swords are used for war, for killing human beings Um, and nothing else. Like a knife is very versatile. A sword is not Um, the, the reach and the scope was interesting. Um, It, it extends from Blake. So his comfort area would be more outside of, Things which was really interesting anyway, also the history of this object is horrifyingly bad, and I feel like tying yourself to it is bad, okay, and will corrupt Blake and make him bad, <laughs> okay, and spiky and bad, but also it's like really fucking strong, and I guess he needs power source also, just to <laughs> kind of throw this out there, obviously, you know Evelyn Evan is his familiar, right uh-huh, um obviously, Evan has history with the hyena. Um, the hyena being in sword form um, for Blake is because he managed to bind the hyena and pretty much managed to get Evan away from that situation right so could argue maybe um, in a sense um, that the dead hyena that's just this dead monster that Blake bound and is dead now um, you know that you know is killing you know the thing that like killed evan basically and using it as a tool basically but also like kind of ties into the promise that he made evan when he like became familiar right he's like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna kill the monsters and so like you know if that's true um maybe he he could really frame it and i mean he has to do the whole like nuts ceremony thing or whatever but if he could frame it and spin it like um yeah, you're dead and I beat you and I'm going to continue to beat things like you and I'm going to use your corpse to destroy things. I mean, that would be actually Mm -hmm. really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Could be. I think that this would be a really hard and interesting implement ritual Mm -hmm. because I think that the dead hyena will try to fuck over Blake and make him awful. Yeah, but, you know, if he does it right, like, appeals to the spirits right, you know. Maybe it could work. Maybe it could work. Um, yeah. All right. Well, very cool. Um, now we're coming to the pale in comparison section. Um, or yeah, I think we should talk about, um, based on like the most, the more recent pale chapters, um, uh, the trio's family becoming aware, um, <laughs> versus Blake's family. And I guess friends like becoming <laughs> aware. Um, yeah. <sighs> I mean, the Kenneteer's parents That's crazy. It took a lot. It took a lot mm-hmm. for them to become aware. Um whereas Paige like is like my cousin's dead and my other cousin's around and he was in a fight with some people on my campus and now I'm the servant of the Sphinx and like that's weird. <laughs> well, she's like she's not she's not very aware though. She's like still mostly innocent, Paige, right? yeah it's like she knows that some shit is kind of going on she's she says something about like this world like i think maybe she knows there's something magical like she she kind of i think realizes at some point that the sphinx isn't human like she she's aware that there's magical shit going on um but like you know i think i was one of the people who thought jasmine was going to become aware after the the beautiful man or whatever he's called Mm. um incident and then you know she didn't and that was something that taught me a lot about innocence and the spirits and how powerful that can be and it took like their entire town falling apart and like the moon falling from the sky and bleeding and like <laughs> people coming and like and then it took their children turning into sticks in their bed and like to be honest like, yeah. the kind of tears have done a pretty good job at hiding it but it took a fucking lot for them to be like what um whereas here like there seem i I don't know maybe there's something about the thorburns um because Blake bought Rose immediately and wasn't like I'm hearing things, blah blah blah. Um, I don't know. God, I don't know. Maybe it has. Um, to do with I still so- think being Molly next... was maybe aware before she got picked. That would make sense. Yeah, and maybe um, it has something to do with being the next claimant, like for like the next hmm. heir or something. You know, because he had those dreams maybe. and you know. Yeah, that's true. Those. That was- I hope we get an explanation about that whole thing. Um. But yeah, it's also interesting that like, of course, in Pact, this happening makes Blake's life worse. (laughs) Whereas um, as of yet, we haven't seen a lot of the consequences of the Kennetier's parents becoming aware. But I think it will be better for everyone involved. Um, Yeah. It's like they're I know they keep saying they're not, but they're kids, you know, they need some adult guidance. Right. Right. Um, I loved how, yeah, Jasmine was like, you know, like. Like, you are my child yeah me like, too i was like thank you <laughs> thank you for saying that like <laughs> fucking hell lucy like not not the time to be like we're teenagers it's, it's like yeah like fuck off time. you're not sorry I mean, to let you know yeah <laughs> you're like you're still kids i'm sorry like and all you'll right. you know uh um all right so now time for malia's bold and specific prediction so what is your bold and specific prediction for this week? Okay, we're gonna take a hard turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm worried that this is not gonna go well based on Fuck he no, Wildbow's fucking me over, isn't he? Okay, here's the thing. So <laughs> <laughs> So at one point, so when when we had that cliffhanger where Page or page where Rose was like, I want to summon something, and she's holding a black book in her hand, and I was like, She's summoning a demon. This is bad, right? Yeah. And then we had God, what was it? Oh, then we had Laird dying, and I was like, Blake's gonna get forsworn. It's happening. Bam! And it was like, Nope. And I think this is the three beat of this particular series of of things in this podcast, where it's gonna be like, you know, like he's looking at the hyena and he's like, Oh, I need an implement. And this is supposed to make you think, fuck Blake. What the fuck are you doing? Um, and then Wildbo's gonna be like, and eh, I picked a cup. You know, like he's just gonna be <laughs> like, what? Um, and because my my prediction currently is that he's not gonna take the dead hyena as an implement. But now I'm worried <laughs> that this is a freebie and he will take the dead hyena as an implement. And <laughs> I don't hmm. know what to do. <laughs> 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 uh, so what do i do oh no i i also I was like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me i, I have he's to just, not gonna take the hyena <laughs> i have to just comment oh, no, malia like it's really fucking rich that you oh keep on si- calling like blake and certain people in this book like really fucking dramatic <laughs> And You're like, um, <laughs> ah! you know, <laughs> <laughs> they bring it out in me. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh Well, I mean, you have to make a decision. God um, go with your gut. I'd say. I mean, I don't know. Go with what you feel is right. I don't know. You were pretty convincing about the whole like this is a symbol of Blake's triumph over evil. But no, God, I, this is horrible because then it's gonna be like oh yeah he's gonna do it and then it's gonna be like obviously I wasn't gonna do that and I'm gonna be like fuck <laughs> like, it's gonna be like totally played in the first like two sentences of the next chapter that being like it'd be such a cool fucking implement ritual to have evil goblin you think in the next chapter implement. it's gonna be like and he, like, <laughs> like, it'll be like oh be the, like, the, you know I'm glad I would never consider t- using this as an implement that's why no, I was staring at to it be like that. <laughs> gonna be that or it's gonna be Blake sitting in a circle with a fucking sword like I don't know which one it's gonna be well I mean, he has to read more so it probably won't literally be that but um should I say that he's going to to will into existence a wild new section of the story or should I say that he's not going to to play myself like should I keep on I can't tell you what to do, Maria. wild bow before he pulls football out from under me or should i fall I... over the football when he leaves it It's a great metaphor. It's a great <laughs> metaphor. Thank um you. I yeah. I also hope that Wildwood doesn't mind me like calling him out like this cuz um <laughs> I think calling kind of him out of, but I also don't want him to feel like I don't know uncomfortable and like I'm too familiar. I mean, <laughs> I think we're past that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just now, her just has, <sighs> this is just the podcast that we do. Yeah, you had you know? dreams about him. I Thanks think for fucking like... bringing that shit up again. <laughs> <laughs> like, a way to make everyone who forgot about that to so be like, oh yeah, Jenny's a psycho, <laughs> like stalker lady. But, it was a know, nice dream. He, yeah, I know. I mean, it, he it's, was really it, nice in it. It wasn't. He was it, really it was, nice. He was really nice. He was really nice. Um, it wasn't yeah. like ooh, Wild Bo. It was just like wow, thank you, Wild Bo. Yeah, What was the last one? I think it was like he was trying to be really polite and like we wouldn't get the hint about leaving or something. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, it's so funny. I don't know. People have dreams about weird stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm sure... Sh- I mean, it's going to be like, I'm sure okay. he's heard worse. And unfortunately, he probably has. But it doesn't mean that's a good thing. Uh, what were you going to say? You're- we're going to make up your mind. You're trying to distract <sighs> me from the bold and specific <laughs> prediction. So... It's not going to work. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You've got to just pick one and commit. Knowing all the while, most of us will know immediately. I know! I hate (laughs) (laughs) you! That's the whole point, though. Bold and specific. You know, you might be fucking right, and it's going to be glorious. You might be fucking wrong, and it's going to be funny. But... Um, I feel like you could. I, well, okay, so I think that. So we're gonna talk this out a little bit more. So, because I'm like, maybe Blake didn't read that carefully when it was like, don't take a magical item. But Rose did. Rose read carefully, and I still think that Rose is kind of looking out for Blake. You know, like she tried to help him not be forsworn and like whatever. Um, and so I think she's gonna be like, hey, maybe it's not good to take a dead magical creature as your implement. And we're going to talk about it. Or she's going to be like, fuck yeah, I'm Demon Rose. Like, let's go. Black Rose. All in. Um, Maggie's going to think it's cool. And she's going to be jealous. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. He's going to take <laughs> the- Oh, no, but saying it feels wrong. But saying he's not going to feels like I'm playing myself. God, I hate this. Okay, he's, he's going to do it he's gonna do it we're gonna stick with it you don't look happy i don't feel happy (laughs) (laughs) like part of me is like it'd be so fun and i'm like willing it into existence but then part of me is like he can't possibly but he awoke his what do you really think like what Uh, do you really think tell me what you really think because don't just do this weird thing where you're trying to game the book that's already been written um (laughs) I, i could see him being like this is a really good power source Like, this is a symbol of me defeating evil, and this will give me a lot of offensive power to, like, continue to fuck shit up, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I could also see it being, like, that's obviously stupid, and, like, let's do something else. (laughs) Um, If you say, if you say, if you decide to say that he's not doing it, you have to give us an alternative (sighs) implement (laughs) because, (sighs) okay, he's going to do it. (laughs) Because I can't think of an alternative. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, you can oh, use that I'm as fine. your excuse if it's if it's wrong. Um, yep. I like it. All right. Um, our previous discussion question was just to enter something into the art fan art contest. So uh, yeah, yay. It, so yay, <laughs> there you go. Fan art's over. Contest is over. Fan art still in existence. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's not thrown into the Malivore pit. Yes. Or into <laughs> er, you know. Um eh. let's see, new discussion <sighs> question. Mal- wait, 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 wait. Maliver. <laughs> maliver Oh my gosh. Yeah, since some people don't like me saying the splinter, what if I call him Malivore? <laughs> or Maliver. Fucking <laughs> <sighs> Maliver. hey, 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 hey. Okay. Mal. Oh Mal just means bad, right? What's dark in Latin? Damn it. Okay, I'm just kidding. A mal is bad bad. eater of bad. Yeah, dark Latin, dark in Latin. (sighs) Tenebrous. It's kind of long. That is kind of long. Tenebre, tene, (laughs) tenebrevor, (laughs) tenebrevor, tenebrevor, tenebrevor. Oh, jeez, what a fucking mouthful! (laughs) That is very silly. All right. Um, let me see how to word this. I think for our discussion question this week. Just like Blake and I were disappointed by food, I want you to tell me of a time, a time in your life when you were really looking forward to, to eating something <laughs> and just got really fucking disappointed either from the quality of the thing coming out or because you got the wrong thing or because someone took your thing, you know, anything like that. <gasps> this reminds me of a great family story. It's about Nani. Um, no, but that's also a fun family story. Mm Um, we so the Nani one's pretty short. We had a dog, her name was Nani, which is beautiful in Hawaiian, and um one time mom went to Costco and she bought like a 20-pound salmon and she was carrying things into the house, and Nani (laughs) runs up and jumps into the back of the car and grabs 20-pound salmon (laughs) and (laughs) run away with it. And mom chased her all around and the salmon was gone. (laughs) The salmon was gone. (laughs) that was it (laughs) that's so funny that was pretty funny um but the one i was thinking of was so one time we went to knott's Berry farm (laughs) and okay wait i feel like we need to save the story for mom to tell For mom yes because she can tell it the best and that'll just make everyone want to keep listening um yeah i guess and i'll throw in another dog one Mm. apparently cinnamon it was our first dog um she's a golden retriever retriever. apparently she ate an entire like large pepperoni pizza (laughs) very quickly (laughs) like very quickly like they put it on like I guess it was out on the deck like on the table out there and she like just I guess they went inside like for maybe like a couple minutes and they came back out and she was like fucking like almost almost done eating this entire large pizza uh c- cinnamon and food another thing is um maybe mom should probably also tell this one but it's kind of short uh mom w- we were like i don't know one and three we were like <laughs> little children and um mom was like oh this will be so great like we're gonna make like peanut butter cookies and like you know this will be so fun and i'm such a good like you know For whatever mom and 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 so it was like our our little play group um and you know mom goes out to whatever I don't remember if she was, like, this was the time where she was, like, it's too quiet. Like, what's happening? I think she, it was. She- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she said. She's like, it's been too quiet for it's too long. Too <laughs> right. So she finds us, and more importantly, Cinnamon. Again, the golden retriever with, you know, the long fur. And we had just smothered peanut butter all over her All body. All over <laughs> <laughs> we, were just, we were just doing it, like, taking it out of the jar and smearing it <laughs> all smearing over. It over. And she was just Why like why not i guess she was just licking herself into a frenzy she's a good dog and we wanted to give her peanut butter we just uh didn't do it in the (laughs) right yeah i don't know what goes through kids heads but (laughs) i have remembered Uh, that and that is a good rule of thumb if things are too quiet in your house (laughs) Um, you gotta check what the fuck's happening because it's probably not good (laughs) Yeah, mom has to tell the Knots, the very farm one. The Knots, very farm, sorry. That does fit perfectly with this discussion question, but she has to tell that one because it just doesn't do it justice otherwise. Um, Yeah, maybe we should. Yeah, anyway. Next time on, we'll try to remember that for our next, uh, our mom, treat's Wild, though, episode. Yeah, or maybe we can get her to record something and we can stick it in the next episode or something if we have time. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, you'll find out real quick, listeners. Uh, But yes, we want to hear about a time when you're really looking forward to eating something. And we're super disappointed because (laughs) of reasons. (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's very far. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's perfect. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at palecomparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker next episode we will be covering chapters 7.10 and 7.11 all right our fun fact which honestly i don't really know if i buy this as being true but i'm gonna read it anyway because it sounds cool um i guess there was a study on it but the only two animals in the world apparently that like spicy food are humans and the tree shrew what's a tree shrew i don't know but it's an animal that likes spicy food (laughs) wait no i need to look this up now yeah, I've heard that there's something where like um, some animals—it's kind of cute—like eventually eat the spicy thing. Um, yeah, but even if you give it to them like over and over and over again or whatever, when like there's no other options, when they get another option, they'll always go to like the not spicy things. So, They're like, "What the fuck mm, is happening?" It makes sense. Um, but yeah, I all guess these I'm tree thinking, are cute. Yeah, They're pretty little cute. Little like a little uh, yeah, little, small mammal like squirrel rat thing. with like a long. Little snout thing. Um, yeah. I guess I mean because I've heard I'm sure that there's some dogs out there that eat like jalapenos and stuff. But I mean, maybe in general, like as a species, maybe like tolerate, but not like prefer. Actually, like that's true. Yeah, yeah. Some dogs will eat anything, yeah. <laughs> like goats. <laughs> so yeah, humans and the tree shrew, which yeah. uh, that's very random, and I don't know if uh, that's a normal part of their diet, but they can handle spice yeah all right um introducing the tree shrews colon they don't all live in trees (laughs) (laughs) thanks scientific american (laughs) that's a great name for them then isn't it let's pick oh god (laughs) yeah ben was talking to me about birds and how there's all these different types obviously and um there's like something called a shell duck that's not really a duck and there's like shell geese and stuff and then there's like so egyptian geese are not geese they're ducks but they're not ducks they're tr- they're shell ducks it was fucking bonkers and wild also tree ducks are a thing don't know what tree ducks are <laughs> so basically the scientists got drunk as hell when they're trying to name all these <laughs> and like mixed up like people were like that looks like a duck and eventually we're like oh it's not really but like it's too late <laughs> it's too late that's what everyone calls it yeah there's a there's a movement in the bird community called um bird names for birds or something like that bird um, names for birds it wants to move away from names for birds that were named after people um and toward more like descriptive names um Hmm. because that you know some of these people are problematic um but instead of picking the problematic ones we'll just pick all like just fuck it done we're done and now we get the like brown shrub thrush something. I don't know. Interesting. I hear my fiance laughing. I don't know if he's laughing at me or something else, but that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. He's probably like the brown the brown something <laughs> something. The brown something. Scrub brown jay. That's one. Scrub jay. Yep. You know a lot more about birds than <gasps> oh. I probably will ever know. <laughs> one more thing about birds that's actually really fun and then we'll leave. So there's um there's one bird that only breeds in texas um called Mm. i think the golden cheek warbler um so every one of these birds is a native texan um and it's the only bird where that is the case and they are um endangered which is bummer but we went on a hike and we found some of them um and um you know birds all have like distinctive calls or songs or whatever and (laughs) the golden cheek warbler's song sounds like la cucaracha and every time I heard it, I fucking died. It was like, <laughs> like <everybody> <laughs> 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 but like a uh, like a bird whistly high point pitch, whatever. God, I fucking I lost it. And so like that is the one bird call that I think I'll actually remember forever because every time we're out, I'm like, oh, what's that one? He's like a blue jay, and I'm like, oh, you've told me about- <laughs> you've identified that call for me at least seventy five times because <laughs> there's always angry blue jays around here, and he's just like, yep. And I'm like, okay, but la cucaracha that's Never hilarious forget. yep well <laughs> i really want to hear that sound now <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna google that actually i found a video but oh my gosh you're right holy crap okay. God, it was we were burning and there was like a bunch of like professors and like random shit for you know reasons or whatever and i was the only, i was like it's like a garage and like no one laughed and like <laughs> Like so excited and like no one else is excited. I was like, "Ugh, y'all are lame." They are fun. lame. It's totally like it. Oh, I put, <laughs> and I put the link. Then maybe if you remember, you can post that Sweet. too. And where did I, you put it? What was that? Oh, I oh, put you it, put it. Yeah, I, first one's the Maggie song. The second one's Luku La Karacha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you know it's the Golden Cheek Warbler song. So funny. That's kind of amazing. <sighs> All right. Like, it's it's a couple more notes at the beginning, but... Yeah, yeah anyway. but, I mean, it's pretty close. It's a little higher, I think, but it's pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Well, you guys have a good week. I'm going to go sleep, and <laughs> hopefully my daughter will sleep through the night tonight. Yay! Yay! Bye! Bye! Bye!